Hello everyone and welcome to another episode um, and we have here Mr. My, Mr. Charles. Yes. Mikael. We call, I like to call him Mikael. Um, all the way from St. Vincent. Uh, you started life with us, didn't you? You started life with us about 12 years ago. 13 oh, years ago. Well, what seems like a, a lifetime ago. Um, I first moved to I first moved to the United Kingdom um, on or about the year 2008 or so, um, having moved over from St. Vincent as a red belt, or first poem. Second, uh, wasn't it? Second, second poem. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, under the World Taekwondo Federation system, um, I joined another London club, um, which didn't work out um, for about a year or so. I was with them for about a year or so, roughly. But then um, things weren't working out at that club, and due to the fact that I had to be on the other side of London, in Southeast London, where I was going to an international college um, associated with the University of Wales, Cardiff. Um, then transpired on about 2009 or so, I, I was looking for a, a training home and I searched up and down Woolwich, Charlton, and then someone told me, oh, but hold on. There are people up in the center there doing Taekwondo and they're pretty good. They've got flyers all over and whatnot. And from the time I walked into Tangun, um, back in the days of Miss Sheila, um, and I've been here ever since. <laughs> as much times as I, as I leave um, England and I come back to England, um, even if I'm just traveling through England for a month or two, um, Tangun has always been a a home to me really yeah no absolutely and uh yeah it always is home for you yeah, uh, i say that to, for everyone not just yourself mm -hmm. um you said it didn't work out for you at the other london club was yeah. there, were there any other reasons why um well, well at, at that club I, I think there were some there were some curious characters there and um i, I saw an unsavory side of martial arts that i i didn't want to continue to participate in. Um, so, I mean, I would still go to train, but not as frequently. Um, and then when the opportunity um, came up for me to find that new training home, um, it was a no-brainer for me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I kind of relate with you as well because um, any martial arts, uh, I mean, it's in every martial arts, mm -hmm. um, uh, I want to say martial arts club, but it's not true. Um, mm. There are bad apples everywhere, is basically yeah, what I'm yes, saying. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's part of the reasons that I left my old club mm. uh, because political reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't want to get involved with with the, with the politics massively at all anyway. Mm. But um, more importantly, I didn't like the vibe of my yeah. old club. Yeah. And the vibe it seemed to be was very macho, very kind of just brutal, yeah. very old school. And so part of my, you know what ikigai is? It's like a, mm -hmm. it's a Japanese term, which basically means the reason for being. Mm -hmm. So part of my ikigai for um, for running Tangun is that it was open to all and mm -hmm. it was friendly for everyone. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just nice to hear you say that as well. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> and not only that, um, I think... For any martial art, especially in, in, in a liberal society, 
um, martial art is or martial arts are or represents an almost 180 degree um, flip side or a paradox mm. where you actually train to fight so that you never have to fight exactly um, which at first represents a paradox but when you dig deeper there's so many transferable lessons to to your to one's career um, to one's personal life etc um, that I, I I think that that martial arts should be a central and core component, at least in my view, um, for for children. And know. yeah, and for the local community as Definitely. well. It has been um, where, where I've been there. I've I've always I've I always push it, and I always, as you've heard, I've mm. always push it within the within the club that you know this is a way of life. It's mm. not just kicking and punching. It is. It is. Um, but it is a way of life as well. Yeah. Um, so. I think more importantly, we're kind of skimming over the fact, but we're getting we're going to get into it. Sure. Uh, um, sure. The fact that you um, also trained at Saint Vincent. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's a few other places. Obviously, that's where you started. But you you went. You were an Olympic hopeful at one point. It was. Um, and you were a Pan American uh, com- finalist. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And um you've competed with some of the some of the world's great some of the world's legends yeah. uh, do you want to talk about that sure um well, where do i even begin i think uh, the first time i left england so after I, I finished studying my undergraduate degree and a postgraduate um, degree as well um, i left to go back to the caribbean to actually engage in my vocation because um, I'm, I'm a barrister by, by profession. And um, I started training with the St. Vincent and the Grenadines Taekwondo Association. Now, there are four clubs in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And St. Vincent and the Grenadines is a leeward island um, in the Eastern Caribbean. Um, it's consisting of 32 islands, and nine of them are inhabited with a total population of 110,000 people. But where I live and where the majority of the clubs are, are on the mainland, right. um, St. Vincent proper. So think Pirates of the Caribbean, um, the very first movie that was filmed probably 200 meters away from one of the clubs. All right. right. Um, and side note, one of that club was actually very helpfully um, sponsored by Tangun um, back in the day. Yeah. Um, where we had a, a bit of a, I want to say charity, but a buddy system where, you know, Tangun would contribute and the parents and kids would give old uniforms and belts and kit um, to, you know, the kids back in St. Vincent. Yeah, I remember those days. Yeah. It, it, it was a lot of fun collecting. A lot everything. of fun. Yeah. <laughs> we were donating like body armor. Body armor, everything. Like that. And and would you believe it? Those kit, they're still in, oh, really? in use. I mean, they really take care of them. Mm. Um but I mean, so sorry. Yeah. What's going on with that club now? Um, it's still there. It's 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 morphed in. It's morphed at least three times. But the core ethos being people who can't afford um, martial arts. Once you're able to demonstrate that you are doing well in school, then you would remain a part of that club, um, mm. irrespective of cost. Um, it may not meet as frequently, um, but at least once someone there is a cookie one standard taekwondo class and you've um well at least it's um 
Alex. Alex, that's right. Yeah. So he, he puts stuff on Facebook a lot. Yeah. So you know, as a direct result of Tangun, I would say we would have had at least six black belts um, over the past eight years. That's amazing. Yeah. Cookie one black belts. Cookie one black belts. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So. Um, Jumping back to 2014, I got my first dan in 2013 here. Um, yes, you did, yeah. And I got my second dan in St. Vincent. Um, and I did my third here. But my competitive years were 2014 and 2015 in particular. Um, 2014, I did Peru, Chile, Venezuela, um, Dominican Republic. Mexico twice, um, US Open once, Canadian Open once, um, Cuban Open twice. Um, so it, it came to a point where we were traveling almost. So Alex, Alexander, myself, Mikhail Charles, and Jesse, um, along with um, Master Van Burn Harry. Um, of St. Vincent who trained who became he became a fifth dad in Cuba before coming back to St. Vincent um, and yeah we were just traveling every every two months and thanks to the, in, the International Olympic Committee and the St. Vincent again the International Olympic Committee we were just traveling every two months oh, so you were funded by the IOC and yeah okay and the Pan American Taekwondo Union as well their grassroots program to try to encourage um, people from the global south who may not have access to mm. um, the major competitions um, to do so. So it, it it came to a point where at one point I was ranked um, number six in my weight division, which was 85 kg. So you were ranked number six in your weight division for what? For... Pan American Taekwondo Union. Okay, so in all of Patu, in yeah, in all of Patu, was number six. Number six. And then my world ranking was, I think, twenty three. Was twenty three. Twenty three in the world. Yeah, twenty three in the world for, for eighty five kg. That's amazing. Um, and then that lasted all of six months, <laughs> until I got badly injured in the finals of the Pan American Games in 2015 in Canada, so in what, Toronto. What happened there? Um, Who were you competing? I was competing against Venezuela. Right. Um, and I remember I beat Jamaica in Mexico to qualify. Um, and then he beat, um, he beat, I think, Dominican Republic, and he qualified as well. And then in the draw... It, it so happened that I got Blies into the final. Because people... Uh, Blies? Pe yeah, so I got passes. Oh, uh, bye. Yeah, a bye. A bye, a bye, yeah, to, bye. To, to go into the final. Sure. Um, because uh, people got sick or got knocked out or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it turned out when I faced Venezuela, I, was, I had a little bit of an injury in my left thigh. And it started acting up. And then I decided to go for, go for all or nothing. So I just decided to let out the kick. And um, I tore my rectus from Morris. Ah, so, um, yeah. And I lost 13, 13 one. Yeah. And that was, that was the end of that. And I wasn't able to qualify for the Olympics. Um, 
and I ended up having to go for corrective surgery. So having got so far mm. and not being able to go for the Olympics, mm. that must have taken a wedge out of you. It, it really did. Um, but I think in retrospect, um, I kind of used that as... I kind of use that as, as the ability to show that, okay, I was the first Vincentian ever to get to the finals of the Pan Am Games in Taekwondo. Um, if I could do it, anybody can. Because mm. I'm not the greatest athlete. Um, You're just tenacious. Yeah. I just I just keep at it. Mm. Um, I, I'm very technical. Um, so I, I, I do a lot of thinking and, and, and try to outsmart the other person. So it's not necessarily the most physical game. Um, and coming from a very small country, uh, if I could do that out of a country of 110,000, what's stopping another person from my country or another person from any other Caribbean country or any other person from an underrepresented group mm. um, from, from doing that? And I think those experiences on that side of the world have sort of helped me in you know, the various instructor-type positions I've had in other islands and as well here at Tangun. I think it's all about your mindset as yeah. well, isn't it? It yeah. really is. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it doesn't matter where your background yeah. is, or where, where your background lies or what, what your origin story is, whatever it is, it's your, you know, you just have to have the right mindset. Definitely. And discipline as well, um, because it takes out a discipline to to order your affairs so that you have sufficient time to train, um, that you take care of your, your nutrition, your exercise, etc. Um, and that brings a certain order to, to your life. You have to be disciplined. Mm. 100%. And speaking of discipline, you talk about your grandma quite um, fondly. Oh, often, yes. yeah. And she seems to be like your, uh, um, your rock almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if you don't mind talking sure. about your background. So... Um, so I, my parents, um, my parents had two, well, three of us, three boys. My middle brother um, is deceased. He died when he was a baby. Um, and my other brother. And in typical Caribbean fashion, they gave us both to their parents. So I went to my mom's mom and my brother went to my father's mom. Um, Why is that? Um, culture. Okay. Culture, culturally, um, because we're in the Caribbean, we're very traditional and conservative in nature. Sure. So, in order to get the the culture, and um, you know, being raised quote unquote proper, um, you tend to grow up with your grandparents a lot, um, because your parents are working anyway, um, and then grandparents have a lot more time on their hands. Sure. So, um, from a from a Western perspective, from my perspective, right. Um, seeing that you, your grandmother raised you, mm. I didn't know this. All right. So seeing that your grandmother raised you, um, I, I would fill in the gaps myself. And okay. I, you know, I didn't know what happened to your parents. And you're still oh yeah, my parents. They're too much alive. They've got too much energy. <laughs> well, that's good though, isn't it? Yeah, they, they are. So you, you get on okay with them. Yeah, yeah. They're, no, yeah. they're fine. Because, and your brother? And my brother. My brother um, currently he just got married. Lives in the states now. Okay. Um, and and my father was also a martial artist. Oh really? Yeah. What did he um, do? Judo. Judo. Um, and you know he he also lived in Russia for a while, which is why I have a Russian name. Yes. Mikhail. Yes. Alexei Xavier. 
and my brother Shivanev Andrei Yevgeny. Your brother's what? Shivanev Andrei Yevgeny. Wow. Yeah. That's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it was always, martial arts was was always a, a part of life. Okay, my father would still train. I mean, even he's 67, 68, but he doesn't look it. Because he trains every day, runs every day, does his, his, oh, his wow. kata every day. That sort of thing. No, judo kata. Judo. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm. And your mum doesn't do it at all. Oh no, she 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 believes in the traditional ways of fighting. So I she see. believes that she could take us on, all, yeah. take on all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know that's 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 my my familial background, um, and um, it was many 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 happy days. And um, whenever I go back to Saint Vincent, I still you know live. When I say at home, it's with my grandmother. Even I have a room in my family home. But I naturally prefer to be with, with my grandmother as well. Yeah, and who doesn't anyway? Yeah, it's, it's loads of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, okay, and, and um, going back to your taekwondo, mm-hmm. um, you you've uh, you fought Stephen Lopez twice. Yeah. And you just didn't even mention that when you were talking oh, about Oh, well, him. so, um, yeah, I fought Lopez. Um, I fought Valdez from Venezuela. Um I've done an exhibition fight with a couple of the Korean guys in my weight group, 85kg. Um, I did a couple of exhibition fights at Bristol University here in England um, through the High Wycombe Taekwondo Club with Master Trevor. Um, at the In Canada, I'm a quote-unquote honorary member of Black Belt World. And those those are the Taekwondo guys who do most of the stunts for many of the popular Netflix shows, like Stranger Things and a couple other sure. um, things there. So shout out to um, Black Belt World, Mississauga, Black Belt World, Ontario, and Black Belt World, Barry. Um, I fought most of the Dominican Republic guys in my weight category. Uh, mostly Cubans. Um, Wait, hold on, because um, the Taekwondo uh, circuit changes constantly. Yeah, so, so. <laughs> I mean, we're talking... We're talking six years ago. Six, seven, eight years ago. So now that, because it's a young man's game now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that young anymore. So, you know, most of us have retired. Um, but for what it was, it was a really great experience. Um, I think it. I look back on the time fondly, and um, I'm trying to get back in shape to to sort of you know, if not get back there, get close to that. Yeah, yeah, that's always the goal. Get yeah. back to your fighting weight. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently. Uh, I think I'm currently thirty kilos of my current fighting oh, weight. Boy. Oh boy, hundred kilos is my fighting weight. So I'm 130. 30, I hold it well. Yeah, 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 you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, um, and and now um, you you've recently taken your third dan. Yeah. Well, not recently. Yeah. Well, third dan was twenty seventeen, wasn't it? Oh, wow. Is it that long ago? Yeah. Twenty seventeen. Blimey. Okay. So not so recently. Yeah. Not so recently. <laughs> um, um, and then COVID. Yeah. So you're looking at taking your fourth fourth in, in in November, um, all things being equal, and if I'm able to get back to my fitness goals, 
But I you know I had a surgery in 2020. And what was that? Um, I had a stomach surgery. Right. Um, so it took me about a year just to, you know, get back some semblance of fitness. And then we went into lockdown you know, in the Caribbean in 2021. Well, 2020, 2021. Um, so, you know, things have only begun, started opening up. And then I got the opportunity to move back to London in December of last year. So December 2021, I moved back to London. So it's been a really great challenge. And I, I think we have a really great team here at Tangun. And, you know, we push each other, um, yeah. especially the, the younger younger guys because most of the, the current instructors I would have taught them when they were you did eight or nine years yeah. old and now they're like 18 and 19 yeah 20s yeah. as well so and, and that's that's the thing about martial arts it's when you say it's a way of life it's almost a circle of life really it really is um, so it's it's always it fills me with a lot of pride um, and just you know a warm feeling when you, you know I I just assist you know, people yeah. like Anthony and Jay. Um, you know, I just assist because you know they they live they live it day to day, and um, they've learned all the lessons I would say that we taught yeah. ten, twelve years ago. It's it's nice as well yeah. when you when you hear them echoing the same same words, same words. everything. <laughs> they hear the same words and same everything in the same way <laughs> uh, that we both yeah, to, yeah, we both yeah. teach. And in fact, you, you know, for myself, um, coming out of, of that injury freeze in 2020 and now coming back fresh, um, in a way, it's it's a good thing. So you, you, you're almost like the Jedi, unlearn what you've learned and have yeah. to relearn everything. Um, so it's almost like you're learning from yourself secondhand, which is crazy. <laughs> um, it really is. It really is. Okay, yeah. You taught them and then you got to, oh, okay, this, that, or that. So... I mean, and it's, it's fascinating. One, one thing I always say is that you you learn you learn from teaching twice. Yeah. So yeah. You know, you're teaching yourself while you're teaching others. Mm -hmm. Always. Mm -hmm. um, if you were to, so you're currently thirty three. Is that right? Thirty four. I turned thirty four on the fifteenth of June. Okay, so yeah. thirty four. So you're currently thirty four. Mm -hmm. So when did you start taekwondo? Because I was I was Shotokan first. And when you start martial arts? Oh, when I was five. Oh, wow. Okay, so let's take you back to 18. Yeah. <laughs> what were you doing at 18? Oh, what was I doing at 18, boy? Uh, I had just finished a degree from the university, an online degree from the University of Georgia. And I was at the National Bank of St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And I was seconded to the National Bank of Venezuela at the time. So I lived in Caracas for six months. Okay. So I was, I was between St. Vincent and Venezuela. And what about your martial arts training? Uh, martial arts training, I was doing WTF style Taekwondo. Sure. Um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, wow. And some Krav Maga. Oh, so a nice blend. So basically you were, you were, you were like John Wick. A little bit. <laughs> um, a little bit. So I was um, blue belt. Okay. Yeah, I was blue belt. What? There's two questions coming mm -hmm. from that. What? Um, what made you pursue taekwondo? 
instructed George and uh, at the time Karate and St. Vincent and with respect to the, 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 the Karate community at that time it was very fragmented and political and the instructors were very risk averse and it wasn't at all practical um, I saw a demonstration of Taekwondo and they were using uh, machetes and, and whatnot. Wow. And disarming and disarming people with kicks and all these sorts of things. And yeah. I was like, yeah, this is what I should be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I saw that when I was 15. So I was just finishing secondary school, going into A-level college. And I was like, yeah, this is what I should be doing. So I told my grandmother and she was like, um, all right, once they don't chop your fingers off um, <laughs> or disfigure your face. Um, yeah. and, I, I, and I started there. And because I was a black belt in Shotokan, um, it, it took me like three months to get to green belt. So not too long. Yeah, not yeah. too long. And then yeah. at green belt, I just kind of settled. So your first time in Shotokan? Second. Second, okay. Mm -hmm. Wow, um, awesome. And yeah. So the second question is, mm. um, why did you do so many martial arts at the same time? I think it was just the the, the friends that I had. I see. Uh, most of my friends, um, outside of work, um, and outside outside of family in Saint Vincent, are all martial artists. Um, there's a very healthy fight community especially in the eastern caribbean and that's even going back to history um so going back to the caribbeanians um, the very or more popularly called the first nations um mm -hmm. that's part of that's part of our, our culture really um a very big fight culture and not fighting in terms of to establish dominance but um, just yeah, keep fit, yeah, yeah. Keep fit, recreational type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in our communities, you know, you always have because a lot of our communities in the interior of the island are very recessed away from away from the town, and you're in the mountain. You have to be able to to know, and because everyone is a farmer anyway, you have to be able to defend yourself yeah. using a weapon um, or using your fist. And nice. back when I was younger, everything was settled by fists. Yeah, same. And not nice. firearms or anything, or nice. even knives or yeah, anything like that. No, exactly. Fists. So you had to be able to fight. Yeah, yeah. So the reason I took you back when you were 18 right. is because for most people, that's when that's the beginning of your career. It's the okay. beginning of. Yeah. It's when life starts to open up. Yeah, it started to open your eyes a little bit more, yeah. get a little bit more freedom. Exactly. So oh. what would you say to your 18 year old self, knowing what you know now? Be more patient. Interesting. Yeah. Because I, I wanted to learn everything at once. Are we talking martial arts? Martial arts. Talking? Okay. And life. As I wanted to learn mm. everything at once. And just do everything at one time. Fight everybody. Get yeah. all the black belts. Yeah. All the styles. All the weapons. And do all the flips. We're kind of seeing that with some of our other, our other instructors as well. Yeah. We? <laughs> we're seeing the same kind of energy. Which is interesting because yeah. it isn't just a you thing, yeah. it's, a, it's an 18-year-old thing. Yeah. 
And, and, and because martial arts is the ultimate test of self. It um, really is. You, you always, and I think especially as men, um, we, 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 we don't necessarily feel actualized, if I could use that word, unless we feel we have conquered. Mm. Um, I think society tries to, to neuter that sometimes. No, absolutely. But, you've really kind of, yeah. you've just opened up a can of worms. Yeah, there. a can of worms, <laughs> but you know. But I mean, yeah. essentially, I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt, but no, essentially I think um, what, we, uh, what, what we're looking for within, one mm. of the things we're looking for within martial arts as men mm. um, is that we, we are looking to, we're looking for, the old ways, the mm. you know, the hierarchy, the uh, way of the warrior, basically. Exactly. Way of the warrior. Exactly. You know, and I, I think Taekwondo gives you an opportunity to safely express that. Um, safely is a key word. Yeah, safely yeah. express that, and um, you know, express it within its own context, and because um, you you know you can't you can't go and start your own fight club um, in the backyard or mm. say everybody let's go down to 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 Wembley or go down to Shepherd's Bush in the back of the market and have a fight club. Um, I mean... You can't do that. You can't do that. You, no. you know, that's illegal. Yeah. So, I mean, you have the opportunity to, to, to... Where else can you come and just enjoy two hours of, of sweat with strangers who become your friends and, um, yeah. you know, test yourself? Yeah, and, it, oh, and yeah. you've got an instructor there that's yeah. pushing you with a yeah. smile on their yeah. face. Yeah. And that's all you need, right? And that pleasant burn you get once that, you know, that muscle soak and some night, some of the best times I have had with myself are after a long training session here. Mm. Hot water hits me, got my redox, um, muscle soak, and you just think, yeah, you know, and um, martial arts humbles you. Yeah, you know, once you get all that energy out of your yeah. system, it gives you time for yourself. Yeah. And it, it really takes the edge off in the sense that, you know, you, if you can survive becoming a black belt, you can do anything. And I think I'm testament to that. Mm. Um, Career-wise, family-wise, whatever. You show up, you turn up. You may not see the results immediately, but you will see the results if you put in the work. As with and everything. As with anything. Yeah. Uh, but martial arts in particular, um, because of its nature, because of its um, combative nature, um, combat, there are only two outcomes. You either win or you lose. Mm. And with time, you will see you begin Binary to rack outcomes. up. Yeah. Binary outcomes. Yeah. With time, you see it you start racking up more and more wins. Yeah. So, um, you're singing to, the, singing to the, the, you know, you're praising it massively, mm -hmm. um, every, everything that Taekwondo's about. Yeah. But you're human. Yeah. Have there any, ever been any times when you um, felt like quitting? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, sitting, nursing, uh, uh, and uh, what... Got you through it. Okay. Well, a couple, couple of times. Um, oh, first time, 
because I, I always have lived very far from training. Um, so, for example, I was doing another undergrad, well, my, my law degree here. I was living, mm. I was living in West London. <laughs> I was living in Hounslow. Um, and then I was living in Reading. And then I was living in High Wycombe. But I would still turn up to training. Sure. And to Tangun. To Tangun. Which is miles from High Wycombe. Miles, very much. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, many times I felt like quitting because of the distance involved and the the other pressures that I was under. Um, Which were? My partner and my schoolwork. Um, and having to work, because as an international student, I had to work to pay my way through school. Um, so to balance all of that. Yeah, it's not easy. Many times I sit on that tree and sweaty and I was like, yo, why am I, why am I doing this? When I could find a club that's right down the road from me. But that's a really interesting question. Yeah. So what was the answer? Do they challenge you? No, Tangun has been consistent in the in its challenges, um, and consistent in its provision of the necessary tools to overcome those challenges. Um, I think there's a very healthy culture of respect here, um, and a very healthy culture of giving out of responsibility and delegation, which I think engenders growth. Um, so, I mean, as soon as you hit blue belt here, um, you know, you, you start, you start getting responsibilities to help, you know, lead the warm up every now and again, you know, show the pumse, etc. And that brings with it a certain, you, you, you almost criticize yourself more than if you were teaching. Like when I say you, as in, you know, you as instructor, chief yeah. instructor is yeah. there. You criticize yourself more because you, you don't want to put a foot wrong because you you have that responsibility to teach somebody else. Um, you know, the second time was, you know, in, in Canada after I damaged my leg. Um, I was like, suppose I never walk again. Suppose I never split again, you know. But I think what got me through that was... At least I'm the first person to do this for my country. Yeah, that's and important. Everybody who comes after, you know, they have to build on what I've left. So there's some some legacy there. So I, so I have to I have to continue. Yeah. Uh, because I I didn't just get to Canada by myself. I've built on foundations Tangun have given me, the foundation, the Sinus and Grandin's Taekwondo Association has given me. You know, the very first man who brought Taekwondo to St. Vincent in 1979 was a British army. Um, well, he was in Sengen, but he, he was a member of the British army who brought Taekwondo from England to St. Vincent. And the Canadians. Um, Major Maloney. Major Maloney. Major Maloney. Um, so in, a, in, a, in almost a circuitous way, I have come back to England to learn Taekwondo, to go back to St. Vincent to represent St. Vincent at international level. So, you know, in life, you also have to look at the, the symmetry and the connections yeah, in things. it's interesting. And um, I think the third time, which I think is the greatest time for me, was 
you know, 2020 after my surgery. And I was in St. Kitts and Nevis. And I kept getting emails from the St. Kitts and Nevis Taekwondo Association. Those are run by a twin set of brothers. Um, name escapes me, but I kept getting emails from the association to come and help. Um, and, you know, I, I was not in mental framework to, to even look at martial arts again. Um, and, you know, I, I went to church one Sunday and sent kids with my partner and she, she was like, oh, there's, um, oh, it's International Olympic Day. And, you know, the people have come to church and I saw a whole heap of people in the box. And she was like, your dobok is at home ironed. I don't know why you don't go to Taekwondo anymore or even want to train at home. So she goes she goes up to the instructor and she's like, oh, my partner is a third Dan black belt and y'all have been emailing him and he refuses to, to take. Please take him out of the house. Yeah. And from there, you know, some embarrassment set in, but I can imagine. Yeah, but you know, starting back to train again with, with the Taekwondo guys and the Shito Ryo Karate guys in St. Kitts, okay. um, sort of reignited my love for, for martial arts. And then, you know, coming back to London in 2021, because I was here for a month in June, July, and you know, I came back to Tangun, and you know, just seeing everybody again just sort of took me back to a happy place you know despite my because I, I was morbid almost morbidly obese when I came in last year uh, well, well I wouldn't go that far you won't go that far okay but I was <laughs> I was portly <laughs> well you were portly, portly yeah, more, yeah. Obese. and um, yeah and, and just seeing everybody again just sort of you know reignite the love yeah yeah and um, you know next thing I know I'm I'm doing my push ups at home 10 every day then that became 20 every day and a couple sit-ups and whatnot and then when I moved here in December um, you know the guys are like we started talking and they're like oh yeah you know they affectionately call me Master Charles and I was like if they call you Master Charles you better get in shape <laughs> and, and uh, from, from for the past six months I'm trying to drop at least two pounds every month and, you know, so day. far, so good. Yeah, yeah. so good. Yeah. Excellent. So those are the three experiences, but I think the common thread is focus on family. Focus on family. Yeah, uh, I completely and, agree. And that's what this this community is really a family. Yeah, that's what Tangun is. It really is. Yeah. It really is. So finally, yeah. Um, uh, what would you say to anybody thinking about starting Taekwondo? Or martial art? Don't think, just do. Don't think, just do. <laughs> just Love do. It. Look, don't get me wrong. You you are going to feel like throwing up some days. <laughs> you, know, you know, you you get you might get hit. You will get hit. <laughs> um, only when you're ready. But only when you're ready. Yeah. And put the payoff or the, the pros are are so much you can name them confidence booster 
you know, um, improved health, improved mental focus, improved, improved everything. Every facet of my life has been improved as a result of training in martial arts. And um, when it is, you know, it could get more meta metaphysical and spiritual, you know, it strengthens um, one's spiritual focus. Because um, you realize that many times you're just weak. And in order to overcome that, if, you have, if you're a person of faith, you know that there's an external power. If you're not a person of faith, then you know you have to build your internal power. Um, every facet of my life, and I, I, I want that for everyone. Yeah. And there's an element of peace and fraternity that different races, different classes of people, we have all sorts in, in Taekwondo, but Taekwondo is a great leveler. Um, yeah. When you say fifty push-ups, everybody got to do fifty push-ups. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Prince or pauper? Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so Can I? I'm, I'm going to end it there, but sure. I, before I do, I just want to say how much of a privilege it has been for to have you in Tangun and as part of our lives. Cheers, man. Really, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, it really has been an absolute privilege. Right, thank you for having me for the past, what, 12, 13 years? And hopefully... Forever. Yes, uh, until exactly. we're old men. Exactly. <laughs> and thank you again. All right, sir. <laughs>